0: subject of my teaching today is the Holy Spirit and His gifts. May I say that this is, I believe, maybe the first or second time that in all the years of my ministry, the Lord has released me to teach on this very subject. So I thank God for giving me the the unction and the release to minister on this very subject that is very close to my heart. So what we're going to be talking about is the person of the Holy Spirit and the way he manifests himself in us and through us in order to bless, to encourage, and minister both to ourselves as well as to those we are called uh, to love and to serve and minister to. So what I intend to do in our session today is to communicate, if I can put it that way, what I believe to be the mind of God as revealed to me by the Spirit in regards to where the Lord desires to take us as we yield more and more of ourselves to the person of the Holy Spirit who lives within us. So I believe that God's intention is to—I'm talking about to our spiritual family, to those that are part of this family that we call Alpha and Omega. And I, I, I really do believe that this is not just for the international ministry, but I do believe that this is also for our local church in the city of Cape Town. What I believe God's intentions at this present time is to lead us deeper and further than we have been before when it comes to the things of the Spirit and primarily the way He manifests Himself through what we call the nine gifts of the Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Said that he would not have us to be ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. God does not want you and I to be ignorant concerning the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how he manifests himself and how he ministers to us. And I believe that all of us, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey with the Lord, we need to be taught how to flow with the Spirit. We need to become familiar how He manifests Himself, how He ministers to us, and when He manifests Himself among us, we need to recognize that it is the Holy Spirit and give Him not only the room, but the respect, the honor, and the reverence He deserves. Amen? Very important. So let's go through the writings of Paul concerning spiritual gifts listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to read together from 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 and verse 7 through to 11. Thank you, Natasha. Now
1: concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills.
0: Praise God. Praise the Lord. I trust that you are familiar with this chapter. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. These manifestations, or as many of us call it, the gifts of the Spirit, are given to each one of us the scripture says, for our common good. They are, if I can put it this way, they are tools of the ministry so that we can become relevant, more effective, and fruitful in the work of the ministry to which God has called us, irrespective of where, where the Lord has called you to function, whether you are a minister of the gospel, whether you are a businessman in the marketplace or just a housewife. These gifts belong to each and every one of us. And as I say, they are tools. Just like the plumber has his tools in order to do his work, the mechanic has his tools. It's important for us also to familiarize ourselves with the gifts of the Spirit because they are the tools that God has given us to be effective in ministry. And when I say ministry, I believe that all of us, in one way or another, are ministers of the gospel. The Bible calls us ambassadors of Christ. Another verse of Scripture says we are co-laborers, together with God, building the kingdom. And so, Without these tools, we become ineffective, irrelevant, and not that fruitful in the work of the gospel. And so I don't know about you, but my spiritual upbringing, if I could call it that, in Fort Victoria, Masvingo later became uh, Masvingo, Fort Victoria, Zimbabwe, and later the name was changed to Masvingo. my spiritual upbringing was for me, was exciting and enthusiastic even though I was in a small town and not much was available to me in terms of spiritual education. But God was merciful to me and He granted me favor and much grace. As I mentioned to you, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues the very first week I was born again. I was born again on Thursday evening, on the 6th of August, 1976, in a town called El Dorado in Johannesburg. I was baptized in water on Sunday evening and drove back on Monday morning back to my wife and to my unborn child. And that was the week that the Lord baptized me in the Holy Spirit after I returned to my wife. And right from the start, I began to recognize the Spirit's work and His leading in my walk with the Lord, which has helped me to advance and to grow in the things of the Spirit. I recall, I'm going to share with you an encounter, the very first encounter that I had, besides the speaking in other tongues when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, the very first encounter with the gifts of the Spirit happened the very first Sunday I attended church service as a born-again believer, and that was in Fort Victoria. And, um, and that encounter that I had with the gifts of the Spirit remained with me as fresh as it was yesterday. I'll never forget it. It was during a time of worship when the congregation, after worship, became very quiet, waiting on the Lord to speak to us. Now, that was very common, and that was the custom in every service in those days. I'm talking about the 70s. And you know what? I wish sometimes that we come back to those customs and make room for the Spirit, because. The Spirit of God is very gentle. He waits to be invited. He waits to be waited upon. He doesn't barge in. And and it's important for us, particularly those of us who, who are in services, for example, like pastors and elders, that we make room for the Holy Spirit in our services during worship to speak to us through His gifts. And uh, as we waited quietly on the Lord, a lady began to speak in other tongues, foreign tongues. And as she was speaking in this foreign tongue, I could sense the anointing just permeating the entire congregation. It was a very special Sunday for me. It was... I was introduced to Sunday assembly, Sunday services, new, brand new. And um, it was common also in those days when somebody spoke in other tongues in a public assembly to wait on God for the interpretation of the tongue that was spoken. So as we waited on the Lord, I sense an anointing of the interpretation and I received the interpretation of what was spoken in the tongue, but for some reason I did not have the unction to speak it out. Well, the interpretation of the tongue I understood said this, the way that that the Lord gave me the interpretation. There is someone in your midst, who will travel the world and preach the gospel. That was the interpretation I received. And I understood that it was not for everyone to hear because I knew. You tell me, how did you know? Well, when God gives you an anointing of knowledge, you know things without explaining. And sometimes it's very difficult to explain spiritual things in natural language. I knew by the Spirit that God, my Heavenly Father, was welcoming me into His church and spoke directly to me, showing me that there will come a day in my walk with the Lord that I would travel the world and preach the gospel. I knew that just as I know my name. There was not a shadow of a doubt that God was welcoming me into his house and speaking directly to me, showing me what will take place in the future concerning my walk with the Lord. That's why I say to you that the gifts of the Spirit are so important for us to understand, to be knowledgeable about, and to receive them without rejecting them. So some years went by, actually seven years went by from that day before I was released and sent out to preach from my local church. Let me say this, what a wonderful God we serve. What a wonderful God we serve. That by His Spirit, He would show you things to come about your life. That He would encourage you and bless you so that you can prepare yourself for what is ahead. Jesus said when the spirit comes, he will show you things to come. Not necessarily world events, but things that will come pertaining your life and your walk with the Lord. That's why I believe God wants us to press us in press into his presence. Get into the realm of the spirit. Begin to hear things, see things in the Spirit, understand things in the Spirit that will help you grow, step up and advance in your journey and in your destiny, whatever that destiny is. And so this was my initial experience and introduction to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, particularly to the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues, in a public assembly, and I stress that because there is the gift of tongues also for your private prayer language. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, in a public assembly, the gift of speaking in other tongues and the gift of interpreting the tongues that were spoken, either by you or by someone else. Now, let's go through these nine gifts which the Holy Spirit manifests Himself as He wills. Not as the words, as He, the Spirit, wills. Not you and I. These are not our gifts. We cannot manipulate them. We cannot work them out. This is the work of the Spirit as He wills. So we need to understand that. Now, here they are. They are the word of wisdom, This is a word of wisdom. It's not the whole wisdom of God. He gives you a specific word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healings, plural, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Now, I want to stress something here. Faith, as is listed in the gifts, it is not the measure of faith that we all receive when we get born again. For by grace are you saved through faith. I'm talking about that is not what what this faith is. This is special faith that is added to your faith And when that happens, your faith rises to another level where you know exactly what's going to take place before it takes place. And so uh, it's a special faith that is added to our faith for the manifestation of of, of the working of miracles and the gifts of healings. And, for example, raising the dead. You need this kind of faith in order to raise the dead. You cannot raise the dead with just the natural faith you and I have when we got born again. Now, they are categorized in three different sections. They are categorized as the revelator revelator gifts, which are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and discerning of spirits they are called re- revelatory gifts because they reveal things supernaturally by the spirit things that we do not know in the natural are, we, are you with me then there are three which are called the power gifts these are the special faith gifts of healings and working of miracles through these gifts the holy spirit manifests His power. That's why they call the power gifts. Finally, the other three are the vocal or the speaking gifts. They are prophecy, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And that makes nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit altogether. And as we've read, these manifestations of the Spirit are given to each one. That includes you. Wherever you are, whoever you are, what your calling is. If you're a child of God, they are the manifestations of the Spirit that are given as the Spirit wills to each and every one of us in order to encourage one another and to equip the body of Christ and to minister outside. Uh, to the world, to to the people who do not know Christ. And Paul, at the end of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, writes to earnestly desire the best gifts. Now, there has been a lot of uh, debates around what are the best gifts. For me, in order to simplify that, the best gift is the one you need the most at the time. If I am sick in body, I need the gift of healing or the gifts of healings and not the working of love or, whatever you, or the word of wisdom or the word of knowledge or prophecy. I need healing. So the best gift is the one you need the most at the time. That's, that's my, uh, my interpretation. Anyway, and the word encourages us to earnestly, Desire these gifts. God is not going to, uh, the Holy Spirit, flow through you and manifest these wonderful gifts if you don't desire them. If you don't earnestly desire, if you're not hungry, if you're not thirsty for them. And and that's very important. Jesus said, "He, he who thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water, life, health, healings, miracles, prophecy, interpretation of tongues. All of those things, they flow out from within us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Sometimes more than one gift manifests at the same time in order to do the job. For example, special faith goes hand in hand with the gifts of healings and the working of miracles. You need that kind of faith. The word of wisdom goes hand in hand with the word of knowledge and discerning of spirits and some to- and the gift of tongues with interpretation of tongues and prophecy. They, they flow together interchangeably. Now, Let's go through them. We only have time to teach on two. We'll continue next week. Let's go through them one by one and learn how they function and what they do. The first one we're going to look at is the Word of Wisdom. What is the Word of Wisdom? The Word of Wisdom is a word given by the Spirit that reveals future events. For example, let's look at Acts 11.28 and see the word of wisdom in operation through the prophet Agabus.
1: Then one of them, named Agabus stood up and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar.
0: You see, that word of wisdom revealed through the prophet that this was going to take place and it's going to be all over the world. Why did God give them a word of wisdom? So they can prepare, but also look at what the next verse says. Acts eleven twenty nine 29 and 30.
1: And the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Judea. This they also did, and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul.
0: You see, then the, the disciples uh, were, were inspired, they were touched, because they believed that word of wisdom, he was a a reputable prophet of the Lord, and showed by the Spirit what was the same that happened with Joseph in the Old Testament when he interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh, and he also, uh, through the word of wisdom, spoke to Pharaoh and told him what to do in order to prepare for that great famine that will take that will be uh, in the land of Egypt for seven years, and they prepared. That's the Lord shows us things that are to come uh, in order to prepare for them. That's That's the word of wisdom. It deals with future events and it gives direction. There's a scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes I think that says, wisdom is profitable for direction. Now, the gifts that operate, through my life in ministry on a regular basis and i have prayed and continue to pray every day for these gifts i just have a desire they are the word of wisdom the word of knowledge prophecy tongues interpretation of tongues and really really the gift of special faith that gift i received uh, or the spirit manifested through me a couple of times through my ministry in Zimbabwe, where I've seen tremendous miracles takes place, take place in relation to healing. Now, there are many testimonies I can give you in relation to that, but uh, in order to save time, I'm going to take the one that stands out the most for me. And this, uh, this word of wisdom was revealed to me long before I went into the ministry. In fact, it was around about 1980, and I only went into full-time ministry in 1983, in the month of September. The word of wisdom was given to me when I began to seek the Lord earnestly, if the time was right for us, that means my family, to move out of Zimbabwe back in the 1980s. And you know what took place in the 1980s. Zimbabwe received independence, there was, there was panic, there was fear among the whites, what would happen, and everybody that we knew in, in Fort Victoria was moving, where they were selling the property, the houses next to nothing, and leaving uh, in, motivated by fear. And so my wife picked up that bug of fear and she said, it's time for us. I said, I'm not moving until I hear from the Lord. And I began to seek the Lord fervently for days. And during that time, the Lord revealed Himself to me and spoke directly through His Word, the Word of Wisdom, and gave me direction and instructed me to stay, He said, in this land and not go south, and I will bless you in this land. Meaning Zimbabwe. Well, he said, I'm going to fulfill certain promises to you that I've given you in this land. So stay here. And sure enough, the word came to pass just as the Lord showed me. The additional years that we stayed in Zimbabwe, approximately 10 to 12 years, in those years, the Lord laid a foundation a financial foundation beneath our feet that carried us through the initial years of our move to south africa and that was such a blessing to be able to come to south africa and uh, on the green paper that gave us on the permanent residence there it said financially independent and thank god that i through that word of wisdom I stayed where the Lord says, stay, and He said, so in this land. In addition to that, I believe the Lord prepared me and my family, spiritually and mentally, and brought us to the place where we were able to be launched into full-time ministry. And that's where my ministry started in 1983, in the month of September, when God released us and blessed us to go into full-time ministry, or or rather part-time ministry, and then full-time ministry. Now let's go to the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is a word that is revealed by the Spirit supernaturally that deals with present or past events in a person's life. In other words, you would know something about a person that you don't know naturally, but supernaturally, that happened in the past, in the life of that person, or that is taking place at present. And so that's the word of knowledge. It's a supernatural word. And one would know things by the Spirit about a person that have happened either in the past or they are taking place at present. An example of this gift is when Jesus met with a Samaritan woman at the well of Jacob. Now, it's a bit long scripture, but I wanted to give you context. So, Natasha, read the whole part, please.
1: Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being weary from his journey, sat this by the well. It was about the sixth hour, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband, and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said." I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one, the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke
0: truly. Now, how did Jesus know these things about this woman, except by the word of knowledge given to him by the Holy Spirit? Remember this: when Jesus came to the earth. The Bible says he stripped himself of all his privileges, of all his glory, when he came to the earth and came as a man and took upon him the form of a servant taking upon him flesh. He walked on the earth and ministered as the Son of Man. And you would hear the Lord often say that, the Son of Man, the Son of Man, the Son of Man. Why did He say that? Why did He not say the Son of God? Because He came as a man, and He ministered as the Son of Man, but fully clothed in the power and fullness of the Holy Spirit. He had the Holy Spirit in its full measure. We also have the Holy Spirit, but the difference is We don't have it in a full measure like Jesus had. And so he ministered with nothing more than you and I have today. And and we need to understand that. He ministered in the power of the Spirit. And a word of knowledge was given to him as he conversed with a woman, a supernatural knowledge that this woman had five husbands and the one she has now is not her husband but telling her that you see what took place in the heart of a woman she was she was convinced that this man is a man of god and uh, and 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 so she ran to her village and began to testify of what had happened to her and and so the the whole village welcomed him in the in this town of samaria and uh, that's why I say to you, without these tools or manifestations of the Spirit, we will be limited. Whatever f- sphere God has called you in, whether you're a businessman, someone in the marketplace, and uh, or a minister of the gospel, or just a plain housewife, you will be limited unless, unless you allow the Lord to uh, to... to to minister to you and to flow through you through these gifts as we learn about them and as we become familiar with these manifestations. I recall in my own life years ago ministering in one of the churches in Greece. Actually, it was the city of Thessaloniki. And while preparing for the morning service in prayer, because I didn't know this church, I was invited to minister there. I didn't know the pastor. And I just I started praying in the Spirit and waiting upon God to help me, uh, give me a word of what should I share with this congregation, seeing that I do not know them naturally. And during a time of prayer, I received a word of knowledge concerning how this congregation treated their pastor. As I said, I've never been to this church, don't know the pastor from a bar of soap. And what the Lord revealed to me by the word of knowledge that this man was a godly man and labored for many, many years in that church with his family, sacrificed much with his family. And yet the church had never honored him, never given him anything or remunerated him or a form of honor. You don't pay the pastor. Because it doesn't work for you. He is the servant of the Lord. What we do is we honor them. And First Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 and 18 says, those who labor in the word and in ruling well and in teaching, we need to give them double honor. And he was, the Bible was referring to about financial matters. He says, if somebody does a good job. He's teaching the word, he's ministering, he's ruling, he's governing well. Give him double honor, double his salary. That's exactly what he's talking about. And this church has never honored this man of God. He was completely dishonored. And not only that, he was hurting financially, and I knew that by the word of knowledge. Now, And the Lord also revealed to me that this was the main reason as to why this church was struggling and not prospering. And at the end of my message, I called the pastor to come forward and stand with me, and I related to the congregation what the Spirit revealed to me. I'll never forget that Sunday morning. There were many tears of repentance, tears of remorse from the congregation, because of the way they treated their pastor and as i shared that the lord deeply convicted them for the hardness of heart well there was a, a a renewal a revival in that assembly and afterwards i received an offering for the pastor and his family the only way i could have known that was by the word of knowledge remember tools of the ministry you, you are in a situation where you need to make an important decision. And you're praying, you're seeking the Lord. You get into the realm of the Spirit and all of a sudden, a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge is revealed to you. You know exactly what to do and how to go about doing it. What a blessing we have in the person of the Holy Spirit. I re- last week, some time ago, I remember Pastor Frank is not on now. He was praying and interceding uh, for Trish and the restoration at St. Giles. God gives him a dream. And in the dream, uh, the the word of the Lord or the Spirit revealed him and gave him a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, exactly what, what was going on there, particularly with management. Do you see? When you seek God fervently, when you desire these gifts, when you're praying for someone earnestly and passionately, God is going to visit you and He's going to reveal Himself to you through these manifestations of the Holy Spirit. He may give you a prophetic utterance and you start prophesying over the person you're praying for. I've had that happen to me many, many times. And I start speaking by the Spirit, the very will of God, prophesying over the the person that I'm praying for, and I am speaking the word of the Lord for that person. And sometimes it relates to the destiny, it relates to the gifting, it relates to to the future, and so on and so forth. And I encourage you to press in. Because when you press into and get into the realm of the Spirit, things are going to happen. God is going to show you things. And you may it, You may be prompted by the Spirit to speak those words. Because as you speak them under the unction of the Spirit, the angels of the Lord go to work and they bring to pass that which you prophesy in faith. Very important. Now, this is the reason that when i travel to uh, around to other churches particularly congregations that i do not know in the natural i tell the pastor please don't tell me anything of what's going on in your church i want the lord to reveal to me because if you tell me then i'm going to get confused whether it's it's you telling me or showing me or the spirit is revealing to me so i tell them not to tell me anything but to allow the spirit to Reveal to me what He wants me to minister. And that's very effective. It works very well for me. Now, in closing, uh, Michael Weiss, you are on. I've received an encouraging word for you while walking around the neighborhood and praying in other tongues. And the Lord showed me that not only are you a bridge, but that connects people, you are a bridge builder. And so those are the words I received. Pay attention to them, pray, the, in, pray in the Spirit and ask the Lord to amplify that word for you. He said, you're not only a bridge, but you are a bridge builder in the marketplace. In other words, uh, uh, God has anointed you to connect people. So let me, let me give you a prophetic utterance because I need to declare this prophetically as I've received it from the Lord, actually this morning. What I'm teaching you today is birthed out of 16 to 18 prayers a week, 18 hours of prayer. This is not just words that I read somewhere in a book. This was given to me directly by the Spirit of God as I pray regularly every morning and seek the Lord's face. And this is what I received prophetically. The Spirit said to me that before we close, um, let me see here. He said that a great move of God is coming to the earth prior to the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes we look at the events in the world and we get very frightened and and anxious and concerned. But listen to this. God is preparing a great move compared to none that existed before. this, this, This great move of God that is coming and it's already on the horizon, is unlike any other move of the Spirit that we have heard of or we have known. And the Spirit of God is calling us to draw nearer and closer to Him in order to prepare us so that we are able to stand when this great move of God is sweeping throughout the earth because many believers who are not prepared will not be able to stand, and I'll explain. Now, this move is already on the horizon, the Spirit says, and is urging us, wooing us, come closer, come deeper than we've ever been before. Deeper where? Deeper in the Lordship of Jesus, deeper in the things of the Spirit. And what the Lord has shown me that this move will be greater than any other the world has ever known and cannot be compared with any of the past moves. It will be like an avalanche of God's glory, like a fierce tsunami that will sweep multitudes and multitudes of the people into the kingdom of God. And he also stressed that this, this move will have A main characteristic will be the holiness of God. The holiness of God and will usher into the church the fear of the Lord. The reverential fear of the Lord. The result of this move and the fruit of it will be to purify the church. We will see a purified people will be cleansed from all compromise and worldliness, making the church ready for the return of the Lord. And one more thing. The love of the church will be so purified by this move that sinners will run to the church. They will be attracted to the church because they will find pure love, acceptance, and mercy in abundance. Furthermore, the Spirit said the power gifts of the Spirit will be fully on display throughout this move. Special faith to raise the dead, working of miracles, gifts of healings, manifesting and healing incurable diseases, medical science have given up on. And all these things will take place soon as the Spirit of God sweeps through the earth. In response to the loud cries and tears of the remnant in God's house. Those who have been praying, and some of them have been praying for years and years to see a move of God, to see revival in the house of God spreading throughout the world. It's coming in answer to their cries and to their tears. The relevant scripture that the Lord has given me is found in Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 3.
1: Behold, I send my messenger, and you will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness.
0: Notice the words that the one whom you seek will suddenly come way to his temple. Before Jesus returns, he will return to his temple, to the church first. For what purpose? To purify it, to cleanse it. Notice what the word says. But who can endure the day of his coming? Question mark. And who can stand when he appears? That is why I say to you, if we do not have the proper foundation of preparation in prayer, in the word, in fasting, When he comes, he's going to come like a refiner's fire, the Bible says, and like a launderer's soap. You need to have that foundation in order to endure and to stand when he appears. You know, we've seen great moves of God when the presence of God came and people falling on the ground. But I do believe in this move, God wants us to stand and not fall. When that move appears and comes like a cloud, because there's much work to be done, and we cannot do the work while we're laying on the floor. And so, my encouragement to you, my uh, my admonition, if I could pull it that way, I beseech you, get ready. Prepare yourself. Prepare your heart. Prepare your mind. Prepare your spirit. Be strengthened in your inner man. As you're praying in the Spirit, as you study the Word, let the Lord be your focus. Let the Lord be the Lord of your life over every decision, over every thought, over every word, over every deed. Let the Lord be the one who determines what you will do, how you will do it. Not the politicians, not the circumstances, not the lack not the pain, not the suffering, but the Lord of Lords. Jesus is Lord, and He's Lord over our lives. Last week, all day and every day, the words kept coming up within my spirit Lord, I'm not my own. You paid a price to ransom me, and not just any price, but with the precious blood of Christ, we were bought. The Bible says those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again. Our lives are not our own. Nothing is our own. It all belongs to the Lord, and we are just simply the stewards. May we steward wisely, not just our lives, but our resources, our time, and our possessions. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Then I'm going to ask Michael, Weiss and Kerry to give us some feedback from the um, uh, from the prayer request that we prayed. I know maybe some of you have a testimony. By the way, I want to share this before we pray. A very close friend of mine, whom I have been praying for over thirty, let's see, just over thirty years. God has answered my prayer. And this week I received a message that uh, in that message it said, Things have happened in my spiritual walk. And I could tell from the sound of his voice and from the message that there has been an awakening in the spirit. It's like the prodigal son has come back, <laughs> and I rejoice and I give thanks. To nothing Nothing delights me more and gives me more joy than a person who comes alive in the Spirit and who is revived in his Spirit and all of a sudden he can hear and see things clearly in the Spirit that he had not seen before. So I thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Father, we bless you in the name of the Lord. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the gifts of the Spirit. And Lord, I pray that you would supernaturally plant or create a deep uh, desire and a hunger in the hearts and minds of all of your people, Father, to seek after, to covet earnestly, the Word says, the gifts of the Spirit, that we may flow in the Spirit. And as you have called us, as we've taken that song, our theme, take us deeper than we've ever been before, one step closer that we may know your heart. Let us come upon the waters. Take us and lead us where where, where our faith has no, uh, no borders, where our trust is without borders. Oh, Lord, that's the heart of the Spirit. That's the song the Spirit is singing over us as a family. And I pray that we will be responsive. We will be obedient. We will take those steps of faith and move with you in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.